What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Monday, December 4th edition of the NBA Lineup Generator video. I'm your host, Adam Scherer. You can follow me on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. We only have a two-game NBA slate tonight, uh, two games in the in-season tournament, and we're going to walk through this two-gamer using the NBA Lineup Generator video, as we always do, for both DraftKings and FanDuel. But before we get into that, make sure you hit the like button if you're watching on Twitter or YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you get an alert when our shows go live. Now, we are going to start on the DraftKings side, and the first option that you get is the ability to choose the type of lineups that you want to see. All lineups, chalky lineups, balanced, or contrarian. For the sake of this video, I'm going to go with contrarian lineups, but if you're playing smaller field stuff, you would probably be more inclined to use chalky or balanced. Uh, there's a little blurb down here at the bottom that reminds you of how you can use this as well. The next option is to is whether or not you want to lock a player into your lineup. I don't recommend doing it if you are playing multiple lineups. Um, I would rather see as many different lineups, different types of lineups as I can. But if maybe you're playing one lineup, two lineups, three lineups, and you know you want somebody, you can save yourself time by locking them in here, and you'll only be presented with lineups that have that player. I'm going to skip it for the sake of this video. And then we get to the next screen where you start getting lineups. Now, if you aren't familiar with this tool and you're kind of just thinking, what is all of this? What this tool does is it's utilizing our player projections, our ownership projections, and our simulation models. All of that's working together on the back end. And then the end result is that we're presenting you with lineups that we project to be profitable in the long run as the final step. So on this screen, you're presented one by one with lineups and you have the ability to save the lineups that you like or discard them if you don't. Up here at the top, you can see how much salary you used, your fantasy point projection, and the aggregate ownership. And then down here at the bottom, there are a couple of sliders which tell you how this lineup ranks compared to the alternatives, because that's what's really important. Knowing the lineup projects for 240 fantasy points doesn't actually tell you anything. It's all about how it uh, compares to the alternatives. So you can see here that this lineup projects very, very well. It's somewhat chalky, but uh, not nearly as far over to the left in terms of chalkiness as it is to the right in terms of uh, projection. So it looks like a pretty good lineup. And then you get the individual players, their salary, their fantasy projection and ownership. And then over here on the right-hand side is the ability to customize your lineups a bit as well. If you click on this arrow, let's say you don't like Kevin Herter, you click on this arrow and it's going to show you all of the shooting guard options. So you can scroll down, find guys that are 5,900 or less because that's what Herter costs and swap him out if you're so inclined. So that's one of the ways that you can customize your lineups. Now I'm going to save the first 20. If you were using this on your own, I recommend being a little bit more selective, taking the time to go through and find lineups that you really like. But for the purposes of this video to save time, I'm going to just grab the first 20 that are presented to me. And then we can take a look on the next screen at our individual player exposures and see how some of the lineups look. Now, looking at the individual player exposures, we have Obi Toppin at the top. Uh, nothing too surprising there. He is one of the more popular plays tonight. He's $5,200. Um, he is questionable, so we'll need to keep an eye on that. But we're getting to 65% of him. The field's projected for about 30% with a 35% chance of being optimal. So not too surprising that he's showing up a lot. Similarly, Bruce Brown, very easy to get to at 5,600. He's projected for 52% ownership with a 52% chance of being optimal. So these guys both look like very strong value plays. Malik Monk showing up in 50% of our lineups along with Aaron Neesmith. These Pacers are showing up not because they're in a good matchup. Uh, they actually have a brutal matchup with the Celtics. But this is a really, really unusual two-game slate in that the Pacers are really the only team that has players that are viable and in this four to $5,000 range. None of the other teams really have that. Uh, you do see here that we're getting to 40% Peyton Pritchard. That's a really, really difficult play to justify. Uh, but he's one of the only other 
only non-Pacers that's even in this price range and playing any sort of uh, any sort of minutes for their respective teams. So as a result, you're getting top in Brown, Neesmith, Nemhart, all kind of pushed up to the top just because you need players in this price range and they're kind of the only ones that exist. Um, so you're getting 50% Neesmith, 40% Nemhard, uh, Miles Turner showing up 40% of the time at 7K. Then we start getting into the Celtics and a very good matchup with the Pacers. Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, all 40%. Peyton Pritchard, also 40%, which like I said, uh, that one's a little bit unusual. That is a piece that we are obviously just using as a contrarian play. He's only projected for 4% ownership. We're getting to 35% Al Horford. Uh, so the starters here, Tatum, Holiday, Brown, Horford, they are all likely to be popular. Tatum's at 32%, Brown at 28 um, Holiday is at 40 and Horford is at 48%. Uh, Derek White also pulling ownership. We're not getting too much of him, only 15%. So that is noteworthy. We're getting to 35% Tyrese Halliburton as well. Uh, that also probably goes hand in hand with why we're getting so much Peyton Pritchard. Uh, Halliburton is expensive, and we're probably mixing in a little bit of Pritchard to help us get there as well. Now we can look at some of these lineups, see if any of them stand out. Uh, and the one that stands out to me immediately is the second one, 238 fantasy point projection, only 240% ownership. You see the lineups around it all at 280. So interested to see how this one looks. We have Tyrese Halliburton at the top. At point guard pulling 16%. Sam Hauser, $4,500, 14% owned. Again, a bench guy for Boston. Not a great play, but he's at least in a good matchup and not one of the Pacers. And then we start getting into the Pacers with Bruce Brown, Obi Top, and Miles Turner all in this lineup. We have a 26% owned Brandon Ingram. Back to another very popular Pacer with 45% owned Aaron Neesmith. And then rounding things out with $4,300 Trey Lyles, one of the only really cheap guys we can get to from the Kings. So, well, this lineup doesn't have anybody that is super contrarian. Everybody is, you know, double digits in ownership. We don't have any of the main Celtics. None of the Celtics starters are in this lineup. So that's going to be, that's, you know, saving us a lot of ownership. Those are some of the most popular players on the entire slate. So not having them kind of automatically makes this lineup contrarian. Uh, also looking at, you know, who's not in it. We don't have Andrew Nemhard. We do have Bruce Brown. Um, we don't have Al Horford. Those are two of the three most popular players on the slate. Also does not have Derek White or Malik Monk, who are fifth and sixth in ownership. So it's a case where we're just not getting to some of the most popular guys. And then one final thing to show you, and I'll use Peyton Pritchard to do it. If you do get to this page, you choose the lineups that you like. Uh, it's obviously very difficult when you're selecting lineups to mentally keep track of exactly how much of everybody you have. So say you get to this page and you see you have 40% Peyton Pritchard and you don't want that. All you have to do is click his name. He's going to turn yellow and it's going to highlight all of your Peyton Pritchard lineups. You can then go through and delete the ones that you don't like. However, you want to decide to do that, whether it's by uh, fantasy projection, ownership projection, whatever it may be. Um, there's two ways to change this to get less Pritchard. One is to use the arrows like I already showed you. The other is to just go in and discard the lineups. Uh, so I'll take four of these out. That will get us down to uh, 20%. And then you just go down to get more lineups and select lineups that do not have Peyton Pritchard in them. And then you will be good to go. Um, the first two did. So I discarded those. And now you go back to the previous screen and we're down to 20% Pritchard. So uh, it's another very easy way to adjust your exposures. And you will want to make sure that once you do that, you're still comfortable with what you have, because obviously when you're removing him, that could have consequences to who you're getting elsewhere. For example, we now have 45% Sam Hauser. Probably wouldn't want that either. Uh, so, you know, we'd probably go back in, adjust that, start getting lineups that don't have Hauser or Pritchard. But um, that's how you can very quickly and efficiently adjust your exposures to get stuff that you're more comfortable with. Now we're going to take a look at FanDuel as well. Uh, but before we do that, you can 
sign up, subscribe, use this tool for yourself. I highly recommend it. It's $14.95 per week. And we created this tool with the single entry, three max, 20 max players in mind, uh, some of your lower bankroll players as well, because we know that there's it, it can be steep to get access to tools. And one thing that you always have to be aware of is the stakes that you're playing relative to the money that you're spending on tools, no matter how good the tools you're subscribing to are, no matter how good you are, if you're only playing, say, $20 a night or $80 a night, say you're playing the $4.20 max on DraftKings, yeah, it would be great to utilize our full simulation uh, package, but it's $200 a month, and it's going to be really, really tough for you to profit if you're starting out in that hole. So we created this with you in mind, uh, $14.95 a week, much more affordable for you. It'll help you improve your game. It'll show you quality lineups. You can choose the ones that you like the most. You can adjust them how you see fit. And over time, you can build your bankroll and you know, make some money, build your bankroll, eventually move up in stakes. And then maybe you know signing up for the, the full Sims package will make more sense. But we're aware that for a lot of people, it doesn't make sense. And so we created the lineup generator and uh, it's $14.95 a week. Highly recommend using it. It'll make you better at DFS. Now, looking at FanDuel, again, going to choose contrarian lineups and not lock anybody in. And then we're going to save the first 20 here, and we can see how different things look than they did on DraftKings. So over on FanDuel, the highest-owned player on the slate is Malik Monk at 75%. We have 80%. He's only 5,100. Really stands out as a good play. We're getting to 55% apiece on Drew Holiday, Obi Toppin, and Tyrese Halliburton. Bruce Brown showing up 50% along with Jalen Brown. Herb Jones and Miles Turner at 45%. Sabonis, Herter, Murray, Tatum all showing up 40%. Uh, nothing too surprising here. We don't have any Peyton Pritchard types, any Sam Hausers. Uh, so there's nothing that I would really be uncomfortable with here. I think that these exposures look pretty good. And looking over here at the lineups, the aggregate ownership is higher than on DraftKings, as you would expect, because there's nine players instead of eight. Uh, but we can see if any stand out as being particularly low owned and scrolling through uh, this one, pulling 290% ownership looks interesting. So we have Tyrese Halliburton getting 25% tough matchup for him. He is questionable, but assuming he goes obviously going to be one of the highest projected players on the slate. CJ McCollum, very interesting play tonight at 16% owned $8,300. He played 38 minutes in the Pelicans last game. He's currently projected for about 34 or 35, which is a very reasonable projection, but knowing he played 38 last game and this is a tournament game, it shouldn't surprise anybody if he just plays a lot of minutes at modest ownership. We're getting to Jalen Brown and Malik Monk. Those both look like very good plays at their respective salaries. Same for Bruce Brown. We have a $4,100 Sam Hauser, who is a pretty ugly play, but is in a good matchup coming off the bench for Boston. Then we get to Obi Toppin, Harrison Barnes, and Joe Val at 6900 All three of those guys look pretty good as well. That's all I have for you. Thank you for checking out the video. Good luck on your lineups tonight, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow.